Hi, my name's Julie Mackin and this is the 5-Minute Advocate. I reckon the last couple of years have taught us when it comes to looking after each other, our communities and our country, we have each other to rely upon. We can forget about the feds, the state and even local government, really. But the same is actually true when it comes to our democracy and particularly the point at which our kind of tensions can become touch points for war. A uh, bit of a hop, skip and jump, flood, war, but um, stay with me because I want to talk about what the US is doing to China and what we, Australia, are expected to do in the escalating tensions between these two great powers. And I want to talk about it because I think we have got a better understanding of how interdependent we are on each other uh, within this country and also how vital it is for all of us to interfere and create points of contact in our democracy. War is the last place where we really have no say whatsoever. So I really want us to think about that. Uh, and to do this, I'm really going to be quoting uh, from a guy called John Menadieu. He's a former public servant. He's publisher of an online site called Pearls and Irritations. John Menadieu has been private secretary to Gough Whitlam. He has been publisher of The Australian. He has worked for both Prime Ministers Gough Whitlam and Malcolm Fraser. He was Australian ambassador to to Japan. He's got more awards than you can poke a stick at. But more than any of that, he's an old school bloke who is really capable of critical independent thought. So I'm going to quote from him. And before I do that, I want to say and clarify, in talking about the tensions between the US and China and what Australia's role should be, I am not suggesting that China's abuse, colonisation of Tibet, suppression of Hong Kong, the ongoing abuses of the Uyghur population, its mass state surveillance, that any of that is acceptable. I am not saying that. But I am saying that just as that is completely unacceptable and needs a critical lens over it, so too do the human rights of the US and indeed Australia. So I am arguing here for complexity. John Menadieu puts it pretty simply saying, We're being led in our anti-China hysteria by the United States, which is not concerned that China will attack us or even the United States, but is concerned that the US hegemony is being challenged. US likes to be boss, doesn't like to be challenged. He goes on to say, that is why the US is persistently goading China into conflict and possible war. And we, Australia, follow along. As Jack Waterford put it, Uh, from a US official recently, he said the US sees Australia as a very easy lay. Menadieu argues that what the US really resents about China is that after two centuries of poverty and humiliation, China is now successful. He goes on to say the United States is by any measure the most aggressive and violent country in the world and will not accept a multipolar world where countries large and small can live in peace together. The US has a dogmatic and self-righteous view that it is exceptional, a chosen people and should be uh, allowed to set the global rules for everyone. And it parrots endlessly about a rules-based international order that is really code for US hegemony and domination. It is violent at home and abroad. 
Menendu goes on to say the only military risk Australia faces from China is that we continue as a proxy for the US in its endless wars. Man, they are endless. The US is a dangerous ally, according to Malcolm Fraser, as Malcolm Fraser once put it. With the complicity of politicians, senior public officials and journalists, our national sovereignty is being seriously eroded. Our military is being fused with the US. We employed retired US military people in our Department of Defence. In five eyes, our intelligence agencies take in the dirty washing of the CIA. Uh, It's really worth having a read of Menadju's article. But I want to ask this. How far would we, as actually an independent country, go to forge an independent view of who should be our friends and who should be our foes? I have five minutes and they are almost gone. But I think that process starts by staying with the complexity and by dealing with the facts rather than the propaganda and by trying to separate the two. Here's one fact I reckon uh, we could start with. Section 50C of the Defence Act 1903 um, requires that members of the army may be required to serve overseas. There is no requirement for parliamentary approval for this to occur. Indeed, John Howard removed the requirement to recall parliament in the event of war. And only the Prime Minister gets to decide if we go to war or not. We could start by deciding whether or not that's a good idea.